Hey, spooky, spooky friends. Hey, spookies. How you guys doing? We trust you're having a spooky week. And it's Friday, so yes, have a spooky weekend. <laughs> How are you, Kat? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. Looking forward to, you know, Friday, end of the week. So nice. you guys notice that, that Crowley is here. We have a kitty. Oh, he's not happy. Right? It's like I'm napping. Don't bother me. <laughs> is your puppy dog still in the room? He is. He's he's laying oh, he's laying on the hardwood because it's getting hot now. So oh. he's like, oh, this heat. Heat and pollen. Yeah. <laughs> we are not having that problem in Ohio. Although this has been the weirdest winter ever for mm-hmm. us. It's been like... 20 degrees one day and then the next day it's like a high of 70 like what just happened and then it's back down to the 40s and like yeah i don't know what to do (laughs) our fig tree has tons of leaves in it and then we've even gotten little little fig blossom little fig buds coming in i think that's early very early (laughs) if i recall nanny and grandpa had a fig tree and they that thing we picked the figs in like July or something, mm-hmm. June or July, I think. Yep. So, wow. Speaking of Nanny and Grandpa's house, Indeed. we have some very exciting news that in case you guys haven't already seen our YouTube video or heard our little podcast blurb, we're we going on a trip. are going to we're Nanny's house. We're going ghost hunting Nanny's You guys... House. Kat and her husband and me and my husband are going to my nanny and grandpa's house. We have my uncle's permission who owns it now. He's going to vacate the premises and give us the house for the whole weekend. Not one, not two, but three whole nights in nanny and grandpa's house. We are going to ghost hunt our little hearts out and bring you guys all the details Whatever evidence we find, and that house is haunted off the chain. Like, I don't know. I've never been anywhere so haunted. That means that we are going up to the third floor, guys. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Should just be aware of that. Bring in equipment. We're going to record some things. And it's going to be awesome. And And not only are we going to be there at Nanny and Grandpa's house, but as Mm -hmm. we released earlier this week... We have eight lucky people that are and their friends that are going to be able to come with us too. So if you guys haven't gone already, go to our YouTube channel on the video that we released talking about this trip and our giveaway. Reminder, it's going to be April 2nd for you guys. That's a Sunday. It's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern. But go to our YouTube channel and comment, let's get spooky. Or how else can they submit that they want to come, Cindy? If you want to, you can email me at Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com. And all you have to write literally in the subject line, you can write, let's get spooky. You can write me a little message if you want. I don't really care. If you can get yourself to St. Augustine, Florida on April 2nd, from 1 to 4 p.m., you can email or comment on our YouTube um, video, Let's Get Spooky, and you will be entered into a drawing, and we are going to choose in this drawing eight people, and each person can bring a plus one, so you and a friend 
mm-hmm. can come and spend three hours from 1 to 4 p.m. on Sunday, April 2nd with Kat and I at my nanny and grandpa's house. I personally will give you tours of the house. I'll show you all the spooky spots where I've seen ghosts. Maybe you'll see one yourself. Who knows? The library. The library. Definitely. Spent many a night trying to sleep in that library. Note the word <laughs> trying. Because my nanny collected porcelain dolls. Oh, those are the And worst. that's where she kept them. <laughs> And we will have water and juice and snacks and stuff. So we'll have refreshments. I I need a good snack. Okay. Hunting takes a lot out of you. And the winners will be drawn. You are a good snack. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But winners will be drawn March 17th. We're going to release an an extra special video and little podcast. And it'll be announced on that podcast when when we release it as well. Our winners. Mm -hmm. Um, If for any reason that we reach out and let you know that, hey, you've been chosen and and something happens and you can't, turns out you can't come, um, not to worry. We're going to pick another winner at random and reach out to them in turn. So just um, be aware of that. Yes, indeed. And once we reach out to you, we'll let you know about other details like, you know, parking and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So, yeah. We're doing it. And for those of you who can't come and actually physically be with us, we will be live streaming periodically over that weekend. Mm -hmm. So Kat and I are going to get there on Friday, which is March 31st. That's when we'll arrive. And then we'll be there through um, Sunday, uh, that Sunday, April 2nd. So anytime in that weekend, we might jump on Facebook live to tell you something crazy that happened. We might live stream who knows. So I was thinking of bringing, bringing my laptop and webcam and stuff Mm -hmm. like that for live streaming in a room while we're, we're going somewhere else and maybe you guys can, can watch us on YouTube and point out that you saw a ghost while we were in another room. So that's a great idea. I love that. We should do that overnight or something, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, that house gets pretty crazy overnight. I'm not going to lie. We should do it in that one room on the third floor. Yeah. Or or um, the other room where your uncle's seeing the red light. Yes. Haven't told anybody about that story yet, but indeed, but my stay uncle. tuned because one of our episodes coming up very soon is going to be a recap all about Nanny's mm-hmm. house and the history of the house. So... Um, that way you guys can be prepared and know yeah. what we're looking at when we go hunting. So. Yes. Super my exciting. uncle does not believe in ghosts, but he has been experiencing some things that he cannot explain. And he told them to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk about all that. But yeah, that's I'm so, so excited. So excited. I haven't been there since 2021. So it's been a couple years. It's been a minute. So I can't wait. But we're we're talking about other spooky stuff today too, aren't we? We are. So I have four different story submissions today and they are juicy. Oh my so goodness. these are from you guys, our listeners. These people have emailed me story submissions of things that have happened to them or people they're close to that are okay with us reading them. And I have not read them yet, so I have mm -hmm. no idea what these stories are about or what's going to happen. I'm really excited. So I'm going to read them. Submission number one. This is from Sarah. So Sarah says, 
Hi, I'm new to this paranormal world, but I have had a lot of experiences of spirits or ghosts present themselves to me. I think I am starting to feel more presence around me. Currently, we moved into this new house four months ago. To my knowledge, it has zero reasons to have anything attracted to it. The house creaks like crazy, but when my fiancé gets out of bed, I hear the creaks, so I know he's walking upstairs. He will be off to work, and my dog is sitting next to me, and I am working, and I will hear the same movements constantly above me when no one is here. So he doesn't believe, and I just feel something's, something was here. So the same time, I will literally see shadows darting into the piano room, a.k.a. formal dining room. Wow, a piano room. Fancy. We're going to have a piano someday. <laughs> And I feel like something was constantly watching me. Here is the thing. Here's the thing. It is not scary at all. It catches me off guard, but I don't feel like it is bad or mean. I feel it is curious. One day I got so creeped out because I felt it behind me watching me over my shoulder. And I was afraid if I looked, it would be right there. I calmly told it to please leave because it is scaring me. It is really odd, but it left, and that was like two months ago, and I don't feel that spirit anymore. I know it was here, but I didn't feel scared. But now everything has stopped. The house is quiet. No walking upstairs, and I can't feel anything here. So that's my most current thing. I was really close to my aunt who died in the hospital a year ago, and she was sick for five months and had, had respiratory failure, and was in and out of consciousness and was on life support. She opted for the humane euthanasia versus the morphine way. I wonder if they're from Canada or something. I don't think they do that in the States, do they? I thought there was a state that allowed it, but I, I know for sure Canada. Hmm. I am sad. I just... I am sad just texting the story, but I was on my knees praying and sobbing uncontrollably when out of nowhere something hit me, and I immediately felt calm and love, and the most deep peace and love, godly and heavenly love that overwhelmed my body, and I stood up and tears just dried up immediately, and my aunt came to me, and I felt a heavenly love that was stronger and the most peaceful love I have ever felt in my life. Aw, that's super sweet. That's awesome. I'm really sorry your aunt passed away. I know how that feels to lose somebody you love, mm -hmm. somebody close like that. At least at least her aunt did go peacefully, though. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I think that always provides some, some comfort in some mm -hmm. way or another. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love, though, that, sh that she had such a regular paranormal experience because even though we get a lot of stories about like oh it touched me it grabbed me it you know did all kinds of crazy things with the lights glowing eyes you know that kind of stuff more often than not when you do hear ghost stories and stuff it is just kind of a curious presence because they're like hey what are you what are you what are you doing here what's going on kind of thing and she sarah props to you sarah you did absolutely the right thing like listen okay mm -hmm. um 
feeling a little bit uneasy, would appreciate it if you gave me some space. And obviously it, it gave her space because, you know, nine and a half out of 10 times, they're not malevolent. They're just, they're wanting to know what's up. You're in their space kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. She says, I cannot even put into words how amazing this was. I knew it was my aunt hugging me and I knew she was in heaven. I immediately called my mom and told her, but that was one year ago. My old house I lived in had spirits there from, I think, the Civil War. Wow. I saw shadows trying to not be seen by me, too. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I had an open balcony at the old house, and I would get a weird being watching. I'm sorry. I would get a weird being watched feeling and look up, and sure enough, I would see a shadow that would be like, oh, crap, she saw me. (laughs) (laughs) and would quickly try to move away. That happened a while. The same house as the Civil War man, LOL. My mom had the Civil War man show up with her. I just have so many stories. I never get to talk about them with anyone because people would judge me. We feel you. Mm -hmm. This is Uh, a safe space. Yes. A safe, spooky space. Mm Mm-hmm. I have never felt worried or scared or anything like that. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. I wonder if maybe it's attached to her piano. Because sometimes pianos are really, really old. And if she moved from one house to another house. Yeah. Also, when you play a piano or any musical instrument, there's a lot of emotion that goes into that. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people play instruments to relieve stress or whatever. You know, so... I have a piano that my nanny and grandpa bought for me and gave to me, and it was in their house for the longest time until I got old enough, and then I they gave it to me. It's in my living room. Awesome. So, I want to get a piano. I want to learn to play. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. YOLO. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that story, Sarah. Thank, and thank mm-hmm. you for allowing us to share it with everyone else. And definitely keep us posted if, if anything else starts to happen again. Yeah, if you feel like you're kind of like me, that you get these things that find you, you know, (laughs) let us know. Tell us. We want to know all the spooky details. So our next one is a really cool name. Soren. S-O-R-E-N. I love it. Soren. I love it. So she says, my name is Soren and I have had paranormal experiences through most of my life some of them searching for it, but others not so much. There is one experience that I still can picture to this day. My best friend and I used to hang out almost every day after work, and it was always known that if the door was locked, his window wasn't, and to just climb through and hang out until he got back. One (laughs) night I got off work early, and the door was locked, so I walked around back and climbed into the window. I'm just now realizing I don't know if Soren is a female name or male or whatever, or like what gender they go by. I usually associate Soren with a male name, but that's just me. (laughs) So I'm just saying now, I'm sorry if I said the wrong thing. Okay, moving on. So basically they climbed in the window and waited for their buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. After turning on the TV and getting I love that system, though. Like, hey, bro, if if the front door's locked, just come in through the window, and I'll I'll see you when I get there. (laughs) Yep, yep, just come hang out. It's all good. After turning on the TV and getting settled in, that's when my experience happened. 
My friend had this lamp that was given to him after his grandmother passed away. The lamp looked old, but still worked, but still worked. It was a little weird because it was a tap lamp. So you, so when you tapped it, the light would turn on. Then you could tap to dim it down two levels. Then it would turn off. My grandma had one too. Mm -hmm. I think we all have. (laughs) It's a very... I don't know. For me, it's the very 80s lamp. But. So nostalgia, though, because it was right. in the guest bedroom. and It was right up like, there with lava Yeah, lamp. it's magic. I'm tapping it. It turns on. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> so um, the other thing that was weird is that it didn't need to be plugged in, even though it had a cord on it. So with that backstory, obviously, the lamp was in his room this night and obviously, as always, not plugged in since he never actually used it there. It sat on top of his dresser away from all the outlets in the room. Okay, question. Why did it not have to be plugged in? Was it battery operated or did did this person mean that like it just... I think it worked? was more decoration. Yeah, but he... They they said that it it didn't need to be plugged in that it would work. I don't know. Right? Are we talking about a spooky possessed lamp? All right. On this night, I was settled in, and then all of a sudden, the light turned on without touching it, and I immediately got a little uneasy. And then this strange thing happened. I heard my friend pulling up the driveway in his car and heard the car door shut. As soon as I heard the door shut, the lamp went out. It didn't dim, it just went off. And on the ground, I saw a black figure moving very fast across the floor. But it wasn't a human figure, it was pitch black and had four legs and resembled a monster from the old Resident Evil games called a Licker. Okay. After this experience, every time I was in the house, specifically the addition that was almost like a little apartment, I got a very uneasy, I got very uneasy and always felt like I was going to get shoved or pushed on the stairs, like something was just waiting for me to turn around so it could give me a solid shove down. I've never seen that black figure again, but the feeling when I enter the addition still remains. Okay. I'd, I'm not familiar with the Resident Evil games. I don't know what a liquor is, but it sounds dreadful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I played the fourth one, so I don't know if it's... Are you looking it up one. for us? I, of course. <laughs> of course. Images. It sounds awful, though. Some black thing, the four-legged thing scurrying a clock. I I can't handle things scurrying. It's okay, it's so it's kind creepy. of like venom, right? Okay, from, from with the super long tongue, um, <clears throat> but it is on all fours. It's got way bigger front claw hands, so it, they wouldn't function as hands. They are more like elongated paw fingers. Um, no outer skin, all exposed muscle structure, and no cranium or, or skull to speak of, fully exposed brain. Oh my so, good night. No, thank you. Yeah, no. very gooey. 
I would not be crawling into that window again. Yeah, I'd I'd probably hang out, you know. I'll just wait till you get, just call me when you get home, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's cool, it's cool. Uh Uh-uh. So the lamp had to be tapped dimmer before it was shut off. So what he, this person is saying is that the light went from bright on to just off. Off. And not plugged in. Which I feel like is an important point to make as well. Yeah. Like, what is happening with this lamp? We need clarification. Are we talking about a full-on haunted lamp? Or is it, like, battery pack? I don't know. There's a haunted lamp down the road from us. First house we were looking at You told me about that. Yeah. Lamp that turns on when there wasn't even electricity running to the house. Nice. Yeah, that's fun. Very nice. Well, congratulations, Soren, on having some very extra paranormal experiences. (laughs) That's stay safe, dude. Right? So this is from Alba, and she has written in to us before. I'm familiar Mm -hmm. with her. She wrote in to us once about a haunted doll that she had. Do you remember that? And then she posted the picture of the doll in our Facebook group for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And there's always a link to that in the show notes. If you guys want to be in that group, there's a ton of us in there and it's super fun and people post creepy things all the time. So highly recommend not that I'm biased or anything, you know, <laughs> but you should join. Okay. So Alba says, I remember on one of your podcasts, you guys talked about sleep paralysis. I never really heard of it or knew what it was till later on while growing up and actually having an experience and then realizing that I went through the same thing, but twice. I have had my share with the paranormal ever since I was eight years old. Till this day, I'm a 28-year-old woman still having my spooks and my encounters with the paranormal. I mean, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm almost 44 now. <laughs> same, same girl. It doesn't go away, Uh, at least not for me. I grew up watching Ghost Hunters and watched The X-Files at such a young age and fell in love watching scary but interesting educational programs. Oh, can't forget I still watch Ghost Adventures. We all know how I feel about that show. (laughs) (laughs) My first sleep paralysis happened to me twice or three times. And when I told my mom, she didn't believe. Go figure. She just said, you were just dreaming and not to watch anything scary before bed. Until it happened to her too. But that was when I was already in my early 20s and had moved out. Living in my parents' house, so the house that was built in 1939, when they bought the house, I always got that eerie feeling from the basement. Didn't think much to didn't think much to it until I started seeing things. I had this old heavy mirror that I found in the basement that I thought was really cool. I remember that once I was sleeping and I felt an eerie feeling like I wasn't alone in the room and that someone was watching me. I saw an old man with a heavy scruffy beard in the mirror once. Oh no. This is in the basement, right? In the basement. She, I think she slept down there. That was her room. No, thank you. (laughs) I told my mom about it and she told me to cover it while I was sleeping, which I did after that. So back to my sleep paralysis. I remember being asleep and I saw this little boy appear in black and white 
It was more like a smoky appearance only hovered over my head, and he began to open his mouth really wide. I remembered for I reached for my flashlight that was to my left in my pillow, but I couldn't move, and I wanted to scream for my parents who were next door, but I couldn't speak. Once I snapped out of it, I was able to get out of bed and turn my light on, and I looked around for anything out of the ordinary, but my bedroom door was not moved, and the mirror was still covered. The other encounter I had was the appearance of a little girl showed up next to my bed. I don't think this is sleep paralysis. I think you're haunted, <laughs> just for the record. I saw her, and this time I, was, I wasn't dreaming. I wanted to say hello or who are you, but I just stood there frozen, felt as if someone was holding me against my will, couldn't move, but my eyes were wide open. At that time, I was 12, and well, my parents usually told me to leave my bedroom door open. There was some light that came through from the street lights that were outside, and my parents and I, our bedroom, were upstairs. The lights from the street peeked through the windows on the top of the stairs. When I saw her, I didn't think much of it, didn't really scare me, but I just wanted to say something. I found out later on when my dad was remodeling the house, he had found some pictures, but the pictures were yellow along with some old candy wrappers. And I'm like, hmm, weird. Come to the conclusion that the little girl I saw was one of the girls that first owned the house with her family. I went to my local library to find some more research, but that was weird. But what was weird was that I couldn't find where she was buried. I called her Tiffany for a long time, but I'll find out more research. I was also one day upstairs putting my folded laundry away when I heard a little girl say, Mommy, and I was the only one upstairs and in my room, but I had nope. replied with, Yes, sweetie? Wow, she's brave. No one else was upstairs with me. My mom's story, I don't remember, but I remember her telling me she couldn't move or talk while lying in bed awake. I told her that's sleep paralysis. In my childhood home, I always heard my name be called out by my parents, and even my parents have heard my brother and sister calling them, but we would be at school or outside playing. That all sound familiar. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> happens to us all the time, actually. Yeah. We, we hear one of my sons say, say mom or whatever, and we go literally go to them and say, yeah, what, what do you need? And they're like, we didn't call you. And Marshall and I both would hear it, like full-blown hear it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a thing. So, thank you, Alba, for submitting again. She always tells such good stories, too. She does. Just so you know, a really common thing that happens in my nana and grandpa's house is that in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep, a tapping mm -hmm. noise will start, and it'll sound like it's tapping on, like, the side table right beside the bed, like, real close to you, but you, you'll you never be able to locate it, and it you won't be able to stop it. It'll tap like that for, I mean, one time that happened to Tina and I while we were sleeping in there, and it lasted for hours. It was very annoying. Just, yeah. Okay, so this last one is from Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> I had to. 
You always have to. I'm sure they get that a lot. All the time. So it says, hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm fine, Adrian. Thank you. (laughs) I just recently found your podcast on Spotify. Let me just say that you are truly awesome. I know. What? Of course. No. (laughs) I love this show. I have been interested in the paranormal all my life. I do believe in reincarnation, aliens, and most importantly, ghosts. This will probably be a long message because I have so many stories. And it is long, but I don't mind because it's awesome. Uh, I was born on September 15th, 1983. Not much younger than I am. In Sweetwater, Texas. My left lung was collapsed, so I was rushed 30 miles away to Abilene. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, There was a terrible storm that night. A tornado was following the ambulance and lightning actually struck the top of the ambulance right above where I was. Oh my good night. Just a few years later, I was probably around five. I asked my mom what happened to the car that we were in during the storm. She asked what I was talking about. I told her in detail about us going to my grandparents' house, the little girl that I played with that day, the smell of the house, the look and colors of the throw rug in the living room, everything. I reminded her of how a tornado was coming when we got in the car to drive away before we were caught in the storm. That that didn't work. We were killed when the tornado caught up to us. That was the same day that I was born. She said that it never happened. Wow. So he's so the saying, day she was born, that's that's probably why she believes in reincarnation is because yeah. another another someone got in a car for leaving their grandparents' house and was killed by the tornado. Yeah. And then the baby and then was she was the born. Huh. Wow. A month before I turned one, we moved to Alexander City, Alabama. Hey. <laughs> My mom's dad lived about 30 minutes away in Wetumka. Wetumka. Wetumka, that one, by an old cemetery. Whenever it would come a hard rain, wow, that's a southern phrase if ever I heard one. (laughs) Whenever it would come a hard rain, (laughs) the bodies and caskets would float out of the graves and the city would have a team to go in and rebury them. Oh my good night. That's straight from a scary movie. As you can imagine, the bodies were all mixed up and not buried in the proper places. Oh, that's asking for it. No. This has caused many restless spirits in that area. That's when you start putting tags on toes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's... Uh, start laminating I, names on coffins. Yeah. My name is... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, when I was around three, my mom and my middle brother, this was before my youngest brother was born, and I were spending the night with Papa. I was told to never open the door to the room right across from the bathroom. I wasn't given a reason why, but I never opened that door until that night. I woke up. Yeah. I woke up in the early hours of the morning because I had to go to the restroom. When I came out of the bathroom, I saw a light flickering under the forbidden door. No. 
My curiosity got the better of me and I went to the door. After deliberating for a full minute, I opened the door. Why did they not have it locked? (laughs) I saw that the light was coming from an old box television that was sitting on the floor. There wasn't anything on it but snow. Okay, poltergeist movie. But that wasn't the weird part. It was unplugged. In the That's light, the weird part. In the light from the television, I saw a female body lying on the floor without a head. There was a guy sitting on the edge of the bed stroking the hair of the lady who didn't have a body. So he was sitting on the bed with the head and the body was on the floor. Nope, that's not good. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, Adrian, uh, I'm so sorry. He turned and looked at me. That's when I got really scared. That's when you got really scared. <laughs> Listen, been... she's clearly braver than both of us combined. <laughs> I mean, three, though. They were three years old, so, you know, three-year-olds don't well understand. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. That's inten- that's intense and insane. Uh, he turned and looked at me. That's when I got really scared and ran back to the living room and dived un- dove under the covers to hide. Yeah. Mom told me later that when I was about 18 months old, we went to see Papa. I was sitting on the couch, sipping on my sippy cup, just happy as a lark. When I started levitating across the room. What? What the hell? (laughs) After uh, about halfway through the living room, I fell to the floor. Can you imagine being a parent and your 18 year old just just 18 month, 18 month old. Sorry. 18 month. My kids are older. 18 month old just floats across halfway and then falls like. No, honey, get down. <laughs> right? We don't levitate. No, this okay? was a copy of The Incredibles. Like, yeah, well, baby Jack-Jack <laughs> just floating across there. Right? Oh, my goodness. That's insane. About halfway through the living room, I fell to the floor. As I was growing up, we went to see Papa many times. Various things would happen. Like you'd be sitting on the couch watching TV when the cushion next to you would go down in the shape of a butt, but you couldn't see anyone. Sometimes when you take a shower, you'd feel these hands rubbing on you seductively. No. As a kid, Mm -hmm. that was disturbing, but we learned to overlook the ghosts. It would do that to kids? No. Uh, Don't go to Papa's house. Make him come to your house. I'm sorry. It could... The ghosts can be anywhere they want. Not in the bathroom. Not in the bathroom. I am naked. I am vulnerable. (laughs) Not okay. Oh my god. No. Right? No. That's weird. When I was 10, I was sitting in my grandmother's house doing my homework. My grandmother raised me. That's a long story. When my mom came in, I got up to get a hug when my mom started hysterically sobbing, saying, I didn't do it. I swear I didn't do it. At this time, mom and her husband lived a few miles down the road. Apparently, she had just told him that she's leaving him for someone else. All my grandmother and I got from mom was that he shot himself. At that time, 
He had a seven-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. Mom just had us three boys. My grandmother pulled... My grandmother put all of us kids in the bed of her 88 Ford Ranger. Oh, we had a 2000 Ford Ranger. Anyway. We had a 95. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had a Ford Ranger. <laughs> um, my grandmother put all of us kids in the bed of her 88 Ford Ranger while mom got in the passenger seat. When we pulled up to the trailer, Bo came out on the porch yelling at mom. How do you think it feels being left alone? I'll show you how it feels. He slammed the front door. My grandmother actually went into the house to talk to him. A few minutes later, she came back out. She, we could see him watching from the front door window. About a minute goes by, and we hear a final gunshot and the sound of a body falling on the hideaway bed in the living room. Fast forward a few years, and by now we've heard stories about a guy haunting the trailer. A couple of families lived there after mom moved out. Not knowing the history of the place, they thought they got lucky to find a place so cheap to rent. Yeah, always beware of that cheap rent. Mm -hmm. Both families said that every night they could hear him walking up and down the hall and around the living room and bedroom. While walking around, he'd call out my mom's name, and after a few minutes of that, they'd hear a gunshot and the sound of a body falling. When I turned 16, I got my license and would periodically drive past the place as I went about my business. I would usually see the curtain over the front door move aside as if someone was looking out, but the place had been empty for years. They eventually had the trailer moved away, and the lot remains empty to this day. I wonder if the trailer is still haunted, even though they moved it off the property. I bet you it is. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few years after Bo shot himself, my youngest brother and I was in my grandmother's front yard throwing a football back and forth. My brother actually had a Little League game that evening. It was about 30 minutes away from the sun going down when we saw some lights coming over the trees across the street. My first thought was that it was a <laughs> my first thought was that it was the DeLorean from <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> That's such a kid thing to think. Yeah. I like it. It was just two white lights about as far apart as headlights on a vehicle. As it got closer, almost right above us, we could see the perfect outline of a triangle shape in the air. There was white light coming from two of the points and the red light coming from the back point. It stopped right above us and slowly did a 180 so that now the red light was in the front. As we stood there staring at this thing, it corkscrewed upward and out of sight in the blink of an eye. I asked my brother if he was going to tell anyone. He said no and asked if I was going to tell anyone. Of course I said no. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Not so many you just years told later. like a lot of people. <laughs> Mom got remarried a few years later. This marriage lasted for around seven years. All that time, Bobby said that he would always take care of Mom. I guess that's her husband. Around this time in their marriage, they were losing everything. The house, the vehicles, and everything. Sparing you the details, one day all four stints in Bobby's heart burst. 
He sat in his recliner in their living room and told mom not to call the paramedics until he said so. After about 30 minutes, he finally told mom to call and that he loved her. He died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. After his funeral, mom was on antidepressants and working third shift at Russell Mills. I was working second shift myself. A couple weeks after the funeral, mom called me. <coughs> mom called me as I was getting off to see if I'd run by her house and bring her the anti the antidepressants that she forgot at home. My wife and I pulled up to mom's house and I went to get the pills. As I opened the front door, I saw Bobby sitting still sitting in his recliner. When he saw me, he smiled, waved, and disappeared. My wife said that I turned white as a ghost myself. <laughs> that was right after my marriage in 2006. About six months after the marriage, my wife and I moved into a house not far away. We knew that first night in the house that it was not going to be boring. <laughs> we were in bed when all of a sudden I felt this pressure on my chest and three small hands, oh, I'm sorry, and these small hands around my neck. Some people have told me that it was sleep paralysis or even night terrors, both of which you can see but not move your body. This was not the case for me because I could move my arms and legs. I had to fight off this entity. It never left the house. Over the following 10 years, it would toy with us. If it was too quiet at night when everyone was asleep, it'd pick up the front of either our bed or one of our kids' beds a few inches and drop it hard. As we suddenly wake up from this, we'd see a black shadowy form running from one room to the next out of the corners of our eyes. It would open the cabinets in the kitchen randomly and other small things. This one day I was watching The Conjuring in the living room nice. after everyone else had gone to bed because they said it was too scary for them. <laughs> About halfway through the movie, I needed a refill on my drink and walked through a door into the kitchen. I wasn't two steps in the kitchen when I heard something hit the floor hard in the living room. Upon re-entering the living room, I found the family Bible laying in the middle of the floor. That's a very conjuring thing to happen to. Yes. <laughs> it was on the mantle under the TV when I went to the kitchen. My kids and I still talk about that house and what we experienced there. My now ex-wife tries telling them that it was a demon, but I'm like you. I'm not religious like that. I just felt like it was a very childish trickster or something like that in the house. That's all I can remember right now. But if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them for you. Thank you, you guys, for submitting your stories. These have been amazing. And if we messed up anybody's pronouns, sorry about that. We're super sorry. <laughs> it's We're hard just... when you get stories and you, you know, you're not sure like how to read it and stuff. So we do right? the best we can. We want to I think Soren's a boy's name, but I thought Adrian was a girl's name until yeah. he said that, you know, it was just us three boys. And so, you know, hey, either way, we love yeah. listening to your guys' stories and the submissions. And thank you so much for writing into us. Yes. And Crawley says hi. Mm -hmm. He was scared too. That last story <laughs> scared him. That's why he's in your lap now. He's like, hold me. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, you guys. Um, once again, uh, submit your entrance into the contest if you want to have a chance to actually be at Nanny's house with Kat and I. Uh, we are super excited about it. It's, it's coming up real soon. So mm-hmm. send out those um, emails to Cynthia at truehauntings.com or you can find the video on YouTube where we talk about it, the announcement, and comment under there, let's get spooky. And Not this will... video. Not this video. The video that we announced the, the, the meet and greet on. Yes, the announcement video. Um, comment under there, let's get spooky, and you will be entered, and we will be picking eight people. We will announce those eight people on the 17th, and maybe it'll be you. All you got to do is get yourself to St. Augustine and you can hang with us. At get Annie's. spooked. <laughs> yes. That house is so haunted. I can't tell you guys enough. Like that house is. Mess. You got to come experience so, it. Come hang with us. And until then, we'll spook you later. Woo.